We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's Well, hello and God bless you. This is Bishop Kevin J. Foreman, pastor of Urban Word Church International, located here in Denver, Colorado, the place where we are changing a generation by changing the way we do church. Listen, I am so excited that you're listening to this life-changing message brought to you by our Taking Over Media Department. If this message is a blessing to you, please email us or contact us to let us know how this message has changed your life. I'd like to invite you to worship if you're here in the Denver area every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. We're located in 1551 South Monroe Street, Denver, Colorado, 80210. That's right off of East Florida Avenue and Colorado Boulevard. I am so excited about our new internet worship campus located at www.uword.org. There you can view services live streaming every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, as well as view our on-demand broadcast as well. I am so excited about what God wants to do in your life. And remember this, God can do anything but fail in your life. And if God said it, you believe it, and that settles it. John, the book of John, chapter number 17. Book of John, chapter number 17. Book of John, 17. Go to verse number 20. Verse number 20. Hallelujah. If you have it, say amen. If you have it, say amen. Let's look at it. Verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they may all be, what does it say there? That there may be 10 churches. Is that what it says? That there may be multiple denominations. Is that what it says? That there may be everybody doing their own thing. Is that what it says? No, it says that they may be what? One. As you, Father, and me, and I, you, that they may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. You know, the problem the church is having is that the church ain't one. Now, y'all are talking to me. Everybody's got their own thing going on and everybody's building their own individual kingdoms. And so there's no unity about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. 22. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be. What does it say again? One, just as we are one. Watch this. 23. I and them and you and me that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know you have sent me and I have loved them as you have loved me. Watch this. The purpose of unity was so that the world would be able to understand and to receive Christ. Watch this. Watch this. Look at this. John 17, 20. This is God's dream for us that we may be one. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, we got to be one. Somebody give God praise and you may take your seats this morning. Listen, I'm going to be ministering. I'm in this series, Back to the Basics. I'm in this series, Back to the Basics. 
Listen, today's message is this. You need the preacher. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing. You need the preacher. Father, I ask that you speak to me today. Father, I remove all distractions, Father, and every spirit of distraction in this place. Now I bind it now. In the name of Jesus, Father, let your word come forth with clarity and let it come forth, Father, with power. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Now listen, this is part two. Now I need you to listen today because today I'm going to give you, has anybody ever seen, uh, 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 and, and, uh, has anybody ever seen Dr. Frederick K.C. Price? And you know how he's a, he's a teacher. He just goes line upon line. Today I'm going to teach you. Y'all ain't talking to me. I'm going to teach you. This is going to be a very practical message. So you need to pull out your pen and you need to pull out your pad. And if you're not pulling one of those out, then that means you're pulling out, you're going to pick a CD up after the service. Because I got to make this very practical. Because again, if we know better, we'll what? Do better. Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. Watch this. Now, I told you last week about how to hear in your spirit. Hearing in our spirit means that what we do is that we don't filter what the Lord speaks to us through past or previous experiences, but we listen like it's brand new information. I gave you the example last week because the Lord may say to some of you, get married. And some of you may have been married before and you said, oh, no, I ain't getting married because I remember what happened last time. And so to filter that through your spirit means that you got to get rid of all your past experiences and you've got to listen to it like it's new information. Somebody say new information. Now, listen to this. The ultimate goal, and I need to lay this out, for our ministry. Now, we're 53 weeks old, this particular plant. It's doing phenomenal. 53 weeks old, we're going to have a building. We're really excited about it. But the ultimate goal of this ministry is to make and document one million souls that have come to the Lord. Y'all ain't talking to me. Look at somebody say one million. Now, I need you to understand how we're going to do this. And so in this series of Back to the Basics, I'm going to be building line upon line, precept upon precept, so that you can get it and build a firm foundation. Somebody say amen. Now, understand this. Flip over to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. And verse number 11. Now, we know this because we've read it. But I'm going to bring some new light to it. Now, watch this. In order for us, I talked last week, in order, now today is the day of Pentecost. Somebody say Pentecost. Now, on that day, the Bible is very clear that they were all together in one place with one accord. In other words, they were all moving in the same direction. Are you with me? Some of y'all got family trouble because you got your kids going one direction and then you got the husband going this direction and the wife going this direction. And unless everybody's headed in one direction, there can be no power. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, in order for that to happen, there's got to be order. Somebody say order. Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Now, this is the fivefold ministry gifts. The apostolic gift, the prophetic gift, the evangelistic gift, the pastoral gift, the teaching gift. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Look at what it says, 13. So we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man with a measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. In other words, the Bible says, I've given these five ministry gifts to the body of Christ in order to bring unity to it. And not only to bring unity to it, but to make it fulfill its purpose. Please understand that, uh, that, that abuse means to simply abnormally use something. The body of Christ was not created to be a cash cow for preachers. Y'all ain't talking to me. That's not what it was created to do. It was not created to be a social club. Y'all ain't talking to me. It was not created to come and see, well, good, you see who got them new gators? Man, he's sharp as I don't know what. That's not what it was created to do, y'all. 
the body of Christ was created to, look, look what it says, those gifts were given to equip the saints to do work. Now the work of what? Now let's look at verse 14. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the tricky of man, by the cunning, craft, um, cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting. That, well, you know what that is? That is an unlearned preacher. What that is, is a man or woman of God getting up, not knowing the Bible, not having any information, and yet saying, the Lord's called me to preach, yet they don't know what to preach about. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. They don't have any revelation. And I'm not being critical. I need you to understand this because I'm trying to bring us to unity. They don't have any revelation. So they got to preach what they heard somebody else do. Y'all ain't talking to me. So the Bible says, listen, I've given apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, so that the body of Christ isn't tossed to and fro when every new man of God rises up and say, I got something new to say. Listen, you, listen, 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 listen. We don't even understand this to the fullness that we can. Watch this. So that's why the Bible says, God says, listen, I've revealed the mysteries of the word of God to the apostles and the prophets. And we'll get into that in a minute. Look at verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into all things unto him who is the head, Christ. Now that deals with correction. Now I'm going to say this. A lot of you may have come from churches and a lot of us all may have come from different backgrounds and different churches. And if you come from a church where the preacher was gifted to be an exhorter, all you heard about was that everything's getting ready to change. In three days, everything's getting ready to change. Y'all ain't talking to me. God's getting ready to do something. God's getting ready to do something. Here's the deal. Can I give you an announcement? Can I give you an announcement? God's not getting ready to do anything. He said, it's finished. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When he was on Calvary, he said this. He said, Father, it's done. I've done what I've come to do. I've given them the keys. I've given them the power. I'm done. If you want to create some change in your life, baby, it's going to have to come from you. You don't understand what I'm saying. We're sitting there waiting on God as God is sitting there waiting on us. Saying, when are we going to create the change? Y'all ain't talking to me. When are we going to be the change that we want to see? Stop complaining about things when you got the power to change it. Watch this. So what he says is this. Is he, says, he, says, God, he says, I'm going to use these gifts to bring correction where there has been error. And if you've not been used to receiving correction, to you, you may feel judged. Watch this. And I need to explain something to you. And you need to know my heart. For those of you that are members and those of you considering being members and those of friends and everybody, you need to know my heart. My heart is never judgment because I live in a glass house. So since I live in a glass house, it wouldn't be wise or prudent for me to throw stones at you. So I'm not here to beat you down ever. Somebody ought to praise God over that. I ain't here to beat you down. Listen, but what I have to do is I have to speak the truth in love. Because the Bible says that God chastises those that he loves. And so if I can get you the information that you need to change without the Lord having to do it, it'll be a lot smoother. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says, listen, judge yourself so God won't have to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you get the information to make the change, the Lord doesn't have to send a storm in your life to get you to change. Watch this. A lot of the storms you're going through are simply because the word of correction came forth and you said, well, I, that's Jay trying to judge me. No, baby, you got to understand that God wants us to get better. And in order for us to get better, sometimes it hurts. Anybody, when you grow up, you got whoopings and spankings. Wave at me if you got whoopings and spankings. Or you got time out or you got something. Watch this. Watch this. It hurt. <laughs> I ain't never had a whooping and it didn't hurt. Keep on whooping me. Woo-wee. Thank you, Jesus. It hurts. Look at somebody and say it hurts. Let's look at this. Verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Now let me stop right there to say that if there's, if there's a such thing as effective working, there must be a such thing as ineffective working. 
Watch this. So just because you got a lot of people doesn't mean it's working effectively. To the contrary, just if you have a few folks don't mean it's working effectively. Watch this. When there is order, there can be effective working. Somebody say order. Watch this. By which every part does its share, causing the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Watch this. So the body self-cleanses. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. In our bodies, can I teach you? Can I teach you? Y'all? Can I teach you? In our bodies, our bodies have an immune system, which is a built-in way and a mechanism for our bodies to cleanse itself of impurities. Do you not know that when you go uh, to be immunized for something, they are actually injecting you with the thing you are trying to fight against? Yet it comes in your body, so your body can build up an immunity against it. You don't hear what I'm saying. That's why the Lord has to allow us to go through trouble so that when we come into the body of Christ, we can say, wait a minute, baby, I've been through that. Let me help you get through that. It's a self-cleansing mechanism. Y'all ain't talking to me today. So understand this. When everybody does their share, the body grows. The problem that we got is that the statistics say that 80% of the people do 20% of the work and 20% of the people do 80% of the work. So that's why the body of Christ as a whole, 25,000 people a month are leaving church. Monthly 1,500 pastors plus are leaving the ministry. Why? Because there has been no order because we've had the church ran by the wrong anointing. I'm going to break it down to you. I'm going to teach it to you. Are you ready? Look at verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. In other words, Paul and I was writing this book to the Ephesian church. The Ephesian church was a church of Gentiles, non-Jewish people. Are y'all with me? So he's writing this saying, listen, listen, you used to be in the world, but now that you say that you're saved, you ought to look different. Y'all ain't talking to me today. Please understand, it is hard for us to create change, y'all, if we look just like the people we're trying to change. Hmm, you didn't understand what I said. It's hard for you to go in and preach to somebody when you just finished cussing them out. I'm trying to judge you. I'm trying to help us. It's hard for you. I get convicted. I, I, I drive fast. Don't y'all tell nobody. I'm going to deny it. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. It's hard for me to go preach to somebody and I'm throwing my hands up. What are you doing? Now, I don't cuss. And if you almost cuss, you need to get my message on almost cussing. <laughs> but watch this. It is hard. I'm using an example. It is hard for us to be able to minister and witness to people. It's going to be hard to witness to somebody you was at the club with last night. Come on, girl, go with me to my church. Why do I want to go to your church if you're doing the same things I'm doing? Because apparently it ain't working. Because if it was working, you would want to be different. Oh, please understand. Please, y'all, let me, let me, please understand. If we are going to create change in the world, we got to be different. Now, I don't mean you can't have fun. What a lot of Christians do is we'll take it to the opposite extreme. And so now you're super religious and everything now is deep. What you want to eat this morning? I don't know. Let me tap into the spirit. Well, do you want McDonald's or Burger King? It's very, very simple. <laughs> you ain't got to pray about that. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? What, what kind of shoes you want? I don't know. I got to just intercede. I got to let me go get my prayer closet and see. It's not that deep. Look at somebody say it's not that deep. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. So he says, listen, we can be in the world, but not of the world. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. The world is blinded. The world is full of darkness. And we are supposed to be that light, church. We're supposed to be that light. It ain't about being perfect. It is about being light. 
Listen, about, listen, baby, I got some issues too, but let me show you to my God that's helping me with mine. Church, we can have fun. Let me just pause right here. Look, we can have fun. You can go to the movies. You can go to the creek, the reservoir, whatever. You can have fun. Y'all ain't talking to me. Because I know, uh, you know, I, I'm a person. I like church. I like church. I could go to church Sunday from sundown to sundown. It just feel fine. <laughs> but everybody ain't like that. Anybody else like that? You let you No. <laughs> Good, but I'm in the right church there because we ain't no religious church. How many of y'all, you know, you, 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 you love the Lord, but you know, sometimes you want to go home too. Wave at me sometimes. It's all right. You can wave your hand. I, I remember I, I have a, a, one of my churches in Atlanta and, uh, and the guy, he's a wonderful man of God and we just consecrated him as a bishop and uh, he's got lots of churches and he's a great man of God. But they had church from 11 until 5. <laughs> and come back at 6. For night service. Every Sunday. And we left at 3 o'clock and we left and he ain't preached yet. Started at 11. Look at somebody say, that's too much church. <laughs> By that time, you didn't shout everything out. Ain't nothing left. <laughs> Great man of God, though. Take this off the tape. Amen. <laughs> look, let's look at it there. 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness. To work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. Watch this. In other words, he says, you may not want to stop the things you're doing. But you do it because you put those things off. But can I make an announcement to you this morning? Can I make an announcement? How many people, when you got saved, you felt instantly everything was going to change? Wait at me. How many people, when you got saved, everything instantly changed? Yeah, see, watch this. When we are saved, we have a spiritual transformation. Our spirits are reborn. The problem, though, is that our flesh is a daily and a continual process. That's why you can get saved on Sunday and not feel nothing different. Because your spirit was reborn, but your flesh, you got to beat that into subjection. Look at somebody and just, just matter of fact, just, just hit yourself on the wrist. You got to beat yourself sometimes. Watch this. Look at this. 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. In other words, understand this. Understand this. When the body works together and makes a decision to be of one mind, there is power. Watch this. Watch this. We must be a solid family in order to change Denver. Watch this. Your burdens are your brother's and sister's burdens. Uh, the Lord asked Cain, he said, uh, Cain said this, he said, am I my brother's keeper? And I want to answer that question, yes, we are. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If you see one of your brothers and sisters coming to church and you can tell something's going on with them, help them out and pray for them. Y'all ain't talking to me. Don't be looking at them. Yes, he, yeah, yes, he's going through something. Stop it. Listen, go pray for them and go help them. Somebody say amen. Understand this, understand this. You got to help your brother. You got to pray for your brother. You got to call your brother and check on your brother. Ain't no sense in talking about family, family, family if there is no family. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Understand this. There's one church, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. There's only one. Look at somebody say one. There is no us and them. You didn't hear what I said. There is no us and them. There's only we and him. Are you with me? Please understand this. I need to say this. It is important that we as a body understand we must drop our personal agendas and personal motives. Watch this. 
and lack of service to one another. Watch this. And it's time for you to pick up your visionary's heart so that together we can be unified in bringing change. Somebody say amen. Understand this. I need to teach you this. Effective communication with one another eliminates confusion. Let me say that again. Effective communication with one another eliminates confusion. Have husbands and wives or boyfriends, have you ever been in an argument to get to the end of the argument and figure out you were both saying the same thing? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? I'm saying Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Watch this. Effective communication with one another eliminates confusion. We've got to learn to over communicate. We've got to learn to make sure that our point is clear. We've got to learn to understand that, listen, everybody don't think like us. And if you're like me, I just, you know, one of my, I just sometimes think that everybody's supposed to think like me. Y'all supposed to say, you know, help me out or something, say something. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Watch this. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. And so you start saying things and not realizing that you know what you mean, but the people you're talking to may have no clue what you're talking about. Are y'all with me? Listen, listen to this, listen to this. We can measure as a church if we are walking in unity by healthy growth. Listen, there's a difference between swelling as a church and growing as a church. Swelling means you got a bunch of people coming to see a show. They don't have a visionary's heart, and if you stop having your music the way it is, they'll leave. Y'all ain't talking to me. That's swelling, swelling, is swe that's swelling. We don't want to swell, we want to grow healthy. Listen, what are you talking about growth happens in the body of Christ? Isn't it the fewer the people, the more holy? How many of y'all come from backgrounds like that? Well, you know, okay, well, let me talk about, you know, my background. Listen, we only got a few people, and that means we're the real ones that are really saved. We're the real church because it's only 20 of us. Watch this. Here's the deal. That ain't what the book says. The book says that if we are walking in unity, 16 says that the whole body grows and it edifies itself in love. So watch this. As we're walking together in unity, we grow. Somebody say, we grow. Listen to this. The key to life is crucifying our flesh. It is crucifying our flesh. It is not allowing our feelings to be on our sleeves and to be offended by everything that somebody says. I talked about it last week. Some people live to fall out with one another. And so if you tell them they can't sing, they get offended. If you tell them this, they get offended. If you tell them that, they get offended. Understand this, we, if we're going to take our city, which we're going to do, I want to make that clear, that's not an option. I come too far to be denied. Watch this. So if we're going to do that, we got to understand this. we got to understand that we have to crucify our flesh and understand that sometimes things may come out the wrong way from your brothers and sisters. Are y'all with me? When we allow our flesh to rule and live young, uh, we run away the world because the church looks just like what the world comes from. If the world comes from friends backstabbing them, then we can't have that up in the church. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? If the world comes, if you talk about me in the world, what's the use of coming to church for you to talk about me? Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. Please understand this. Do you know we receive more testimonies about our love more than anything else? And that's a good thing. The people don't say, Bishop, I really like that sign. Or them pulpit chairs is hot. Where you get them from? <laughs> no, they say that. They said, listen, when I came, I felt love. Look at them and say, I love you. And I give them some puppy dog eyes. Tell them, I love you. I love you. Listen to this. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. Watch this. There are no lone rangers. There is one church, one faith. I'm going to keep repeating that. One faith, one baptism. Unity brings corporate 
and personal suddenlies in one's life. I'm going to say that again because you didn't get that. When you have unity around you, not only will we have a corporate suddenly, but we will have a personal suddenly. This is what you're talking. Acts chapter 2, when they were all, you know it, in one place and with one accord, then suddenly, everything changed suddenly. I told you last week, for nine days they prayed and they fasted and they did what God had told them to do and nothing had happened. But all of a sudden, when everybody was praying the same thing, things instantaneously changed. And I need to encourage you in your personal life today, you've got to get unity around you to bring corporate and personal suddenlies. Let me say this and make this very clear. If you cannot unify with the visionary of this house, then there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some smoke in the city. Why? Because what we have been called to do is far too great to let emotions and feelings get involved. Y'all ain't talking to me today. That's what, do you know why there's only 3% of people in Denver that go to church? Because we got a church that's full of babies. I'm calling us into maturity. Somebody say maturity. Anytime a preacher says something you don't like, you skip out for two weeks. That's amazing. You show up on that job and they cuss you out all seven ways from Sunday. But on church, well, you know, I don't know, but Bishop didn't have to say it like that. Well, what did he mean? Was he talking to me? No. Can I just share this with you? If the word hits you right in between your eyes, it ain't big. Listen, 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 listen. It's because the Holy Ghost is trying to say something to you. Stop taking it personal. Monica said, don't take it personal. It's just one of them. Sometimes I want to be all alone and you think I treat you wrong. Baby, 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 baby. <laughs> Y'all ain't talking to me. Don't take it personal. It's the Holy Ghost trying to help you get your stuff together. Because you ain't getting nothing until you learn how to get your stuff together. I know you don't want to hear that. I know you want to hear that everything's going, everything's getting ready to change. So please understand, it will change when you change. Y'all ain't talking to me. Y'all ain't talking to me. Listen to this. We achieve unity through everyone understanding the order of God. God cares so much about order that he'll make a man like Saul king, regret that he made him king, but leave him as king because God respects his own order. You're not talking to me. He'll use a man like Moses, who Moses, you know, Moses has some anger issues. Speak to the rock. Moses sitting there beating the rock. And the Lord still allowed Moses to lead the people. He couldn't let them take him to the promised land, but he still allowed him to lead the people. Moses was a murderer, but God still allowed him to lead the people because God cares about his order. Y'all ain't talking to me today. I know I'm right about it. Listen, as a church, people cannot be power-hungry, control freaks, or falsely humble so nothing gets done. Y'all ain't talking to me. Well, I'm just serving the, serving the man of God. Ain't nothing got done. I'm just serving the Lord. Ain't nobody doing nothing. That ain't the will of God. Y'all ain't talking to me today. Understand this. The government of the kingdom of God is a theocracy, not a democracy. We don't get to vote on what thus saith the Lord. Y'all ain't talking to me. Listen, listen, listen. We don't get to vote on it. We just got to do what he says do. When God moves, we move. Just like that. Are y'all with me today? Are y'all with me today? Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. God is king and his kingdom is led by the apostolic and the prophetic anointing, not the deacons. Well, I, I, just, I just hit something right there. Uh, I just hit something right there. The Bible says this, the Bible says this, the Bible says this. Fact, go there, Ephesians 3, 3 and 5. Ephesians 3 and 5, just flip back a page. Ephesians 3 and 5. 
trying to bring some order so we understand what we're doing. Are y'all with me? We're not called to just be some, some side of the road mom and pop's corner store church. We are called to conquer and subdue nations. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. We're called to conquer and subdue. Walk into a country and turn it upside down and not have to go to the government to get no money to do it. That's what we call to do. The Lord wanted to tell it back. He shouldn't have chose me. Y'all ain't talking. If he wanted to punk, he shouldn't have chose me. Because when he says to do something, I'm going to do it. And people of God, we got to have that same determination and that same faith that if God says do it, you do it. And if it don't make sense, he'll explain it to you later. Stop trying to get a full understanding before you do what he says. Delayed obedience is 100% disobedience. If the Lord says fast, don't eat today. Don't pray about it. Y'all ain't talking to me today. Uh, this is too rough preaching for Sunday morning. This should have been for Bible study or something. Let me just <laughs> flip over to another scripture. Watch this. Are you there? Ephesians 3, 5. Look what it says. Which in other ages was not made to known to the sons of man, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles, those are the builders, and the prophets, those are the seers. Please understand, the man of God has to have people that can see prophetically so he can build. You, 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 you don't hear what I'm saying? The church was not called to be ran by deacons. It was called to be ran by the apostolic and the prophetic anointing. Bishop, how do you know? Look there, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. You don't have to go there. I'll go there for you and read it to you. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God appointed these in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles and gifts of healing and helps and administrations of a variety of tongues. In other words, God says, my order is when the builders are building. Are y'all with me today? So, Bishop, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say you're an apostle? As a bishop, I am a descendant. I have what's called apostolic succession. Can I teach you today? Can I teach you today? What that means is you can trace the anointing by the laying on of hands for me all the way back to Christ. You know, you know what I'm saying? Listen, why is that important? That's important because we got a lot of bastards in ministry now who if you won't ordain them, they'll go over here to ABC Church and get ordained. Y'all ain't talking to me today. Y'all ain't talking to me today. Is this too rough for you? Shall I keep going? Y'all going to have to give me more than that. Shall I keep going? Listen to this. For the body to be one, we must be one with the visionary. Please understand, the way churches are going today is that, listen, let's build all this big thing, and if we build it, they'll come. And so we got this over here, and we got this over here, and we got this over here, and we got this over here. And all the while, people are never connecting with the visionary. They're never co- That's why I have you come down so I can meet you and talk to you. And please understand, I know when you talk to other elders, please understand, we communicate, and I know what's going on in your life so I can pray for you, and I can help you, and I know your names. Why, why is that important? That's important because if you are not connected to the visionary, you will connect to something. You know, that's what happens with a lot of church splits. They can't connect to the visionary, and so they connect to somebody over here who thinks, well, I got a few folks that connect to me, so I, I can start a church. It may, it's easy for me. Y'all ain't talking to me. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. For the body to be one, we must be one with the visionary. In other words, you got to be going the same direction I'm going. For those of you that are visiting and you're members of other churches, you got to be going the same direction that your pastor is going. Because if you are not, you are a hindrance, not a help. Can you imagine sitting in an automobile and the front two tires going forward and the back two tires going backwards and you're trying to go somewhere? You're going to sit there and burn rubber. <laughs> watch this, watch this. The body of Christ got a lot of stuff sitting and burning rubber. 
because you got one going this way and you got others going this way. Can I just help you here right even in your own personal life? And I say this a lot. Please understand if you got friends and even family members that are going in opposite directions than you, sometimes you got to let people know when to get off. This just stop right here. Because you will try to take people and dead weight and excess weight into a place and a land that the Lord has prepared for you. And if you try to take things that were not designed to be there with you, you're going to have mess when you get there. Are y'all with me? Anybody ever been to a real fancy restaurant? Wait a minute, you've been to a real fancy restaurant. Okay, watch this. Anybody ever took some people that ain't never been to a real fancy restaurant with them to that fancy restaurant? Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. There it is right there. You understand what I'm saying? You're trying to take people that weren't prepared for a certain environment into that environment, and then when they act what they are, you get mad at them. I learned this from Medea. When people show you who they are, believe them. You're no man, Grandma. When people show you who they are, trust them. When they show you that they're going to talk about you, don't you think, oh, no, they just had a bad day. They're going to talk about you. Are y'all with me? Ladies, when these men show you they ain't going to be faithful, believe them. If he don't do it for you get mad, baby, he sure enough ain't going to be faithful afterwards. And I'm really talking to my young ladies here. Listen, I listen, if he don't come up to the door and meet your mama and daddy, he ain't the one. If he won't come and meet your bishop, he ain't the one. Because he couldn't stand to look at a real man. This is what you're trying to say, you're a real man? So you're right. And I got a bunch of real men in here. Man, make some noise in this house. Both of y'all, amen. <laughs> listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Listen to this. You got to go the same direction your leader is going. First Corinthians 4. First Corinthians 4. First Corinthians 4. Verse number 14. First Corinthians 4, verse number 14. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you, for though you may have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. This is Paul writing. He says, for this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son of the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. Now, some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills. And I will know not the word of those who are puffed out, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in what? Power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod uh, or in love and a spirit of gentleness? Look at me. In other words, Paul is saying this. Paul is right in the church and he's saying this. He says, listen, I, I birthed you out in the gospel. I birthed you out in the ministry. And so he says, listen, you got to listen. He doesn't even say imitate Christ. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. Watch this. What we got a lot going on in the body of Christ today is we got everybody trying to hear from God. Watch this. Now, let me say this. The Lord speaks to us individually, but not on corporate matters. Let me say that again. The Lord certainly speaks to you. It's a cult if the man of God says, listen, God's only going to talk to me. That's a cult. You ain't heard from the Lord. That's a cult. Right now, I just saved you some worry right there. But the Lord will never speak to an individual about a corporate matter. They have no power to change. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. That's why you should never say, well, if I was in charge, I would do this. Because, baby, you're not. Even with the federal government. I know you may not love our dear president. But listen, you love him and you pray for him. 
Well, if I, you know, see, we got to get him out. Listen, listen, you don't know what you do. You got a $7 trillion deficit. Iran acting a fool. Iraqis acting a fool. Afghanistan acting a fool. Everybody acting crazy trying to start something. You don't know what you do. Talking about what I do, you know. I can't say this because it's on camera and stuff, but see me after service. I'll tell you what I say. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So he says, listen, he says, y'all got to be going, Corinthian church, the same direction the visionary is going. Because if you are going in a different direction, you are going to think that you're achieving results. The only problem is you will have a form of godliness, but no power because you're not connected to the source. Are y'all with me? In the body of Christ, to be connected to the source, you have to be connected to your visionary. I'm almost done. That means supporting church events. That means coming to Club V. I know they canceled it on us, but they... Coming. Coming and completing your firm foundations classes. Coming to Daddy's Girls. It's amazing. I said register by a certain date and, and then I just don't, I, maybe I just didn't speak English when I said it. And I know the website was messing up. So I'll give y'all some credit. Pastor Russell just got you some good credit. He said, no, Bishop, the website was messing up. I know. I, I've been on them too. I've been getting them in order too. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Listen. That means we got to be looking for ways to serve and to use your giftings in your local church. Listen to this. Listen to this. If you do more ministry outside of your local church or you are not talking to people about your local church, you are out of order. Let me say that again. If you do more ministry than you do inside of your local church and if you are not spreading the word of God about your local church, you're out of order. Bishop, what are you talking about? You know, this day and age, we've got a lot of people that go out and start stuff and don't want to be submitted to nobody. It's dangerous to follow somebody that won't follow somebody. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It's dangerous to follow people that don't have no structure, that they don't have to answer to nobody, because then they will think that they are in within themselves. Are you with me? That's the power of being connected to a group of churches. That's the power of being connected to men and women of God. That's the power of being, uh, being connected. Somebody say connected. Listen, you need the bishop. You need your preacher. You need the man of God. Y'all ain't talking to me today. What about Romans 10? Romans 10. Acts, Romans, Corinthians. I'm sorry. But I, no, Acts, Corinthians. Yeah, Acts, I was right. Romans 10. Romans 10. I'm almost done. Remember, I'm talking about going back to the basics. I'm talking about building on a firm foundation. Are y'all with me? Building on a firm foundation. Romans 10, go to verse 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a what? Preacher. You can't hear the gospel unless somebody preaches it to you. Can I say that this is just not talking about the ones that stand behind the pulpit on Sunday mornings? But do you know you're a preacher? <laughs> Listen, your job is your church. You don't understand what I'm saying. And when you go into that place, how are the people going to hear unless you stand up for what you believe in? How are they going to hear unless they can come to you for prayer? How are they going to hear, you know, how are they going to hear unless you preach? Listen, 15, and how should they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, uh, Lord, who has believed in our report? So then faith comes by what? 
hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me stop right here to say it is important that you're getting the CDs and the tapes and those things so you can continually listen to the word. As you're listening to the word of God, your faith is going to be built up. Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. As you're listening to the things of God, as you're listening to messages that are building your faith and things that are going to help you bring order and structure to your life, as you're listening to those things, people of God, it's going to help you because your faith is going to grow stronger. This ch- Do you know right now, those of you who listen to me, and y'all look like y'all listening real good. How many wave at me if you listen? Wave at me if you listen. You look like you're listening real good. Here's the truth, though. The truth is, is you're only going to retain 30% of what I'm saying. That's the truth. That's the truth. And you remember those things that most affected you emotionally. Are you with me? So here's the truth of the matter. You have got to be able to go and listen to thank God for CDs and tapes and books and all that kind of stuff. You got to feed your faith because if you feed it, it will grow. Somebody say amen. Anybody remember that movie, the little playhouse uh, with the killer plant? Little shop of horrors. Horrors, yeah. You remember that? And they kept feeding that thing. And I think got bigger. And bigger and big. Then it started singing and it had, you know, the Supremes with it. <laughs> Whatever you feed is going to grow. Are y'all with me? Listen to this. Unity flows. I'm going to something here. Unity flows from the senior pastor. Psalm 133. You don't have to turn there. You can if you want. I got to move quickly. Psalm 133. Unity flows from the senior pastor. Somebody say unity flows. Listen to this. In the household, the unity has got to flow from the man of God. Men of God, that's why it is important that you apply the teachings that the man of God is giving you. Because you can't bring unity to something you know nothing about. Are you with me? Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. What does that word say? Unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron. Running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon uh, descending upon the mounts of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing live forevermore. Now, listen, let me say this. I'm going to make a couple of points uh, through here. Aaron was the high priest. Aaron had four sons. Aaron and his four sons represented five-fold ministry. Are y'all with me? Now, Aaron and his four sons, the Bible says that when Moses consecrated and set Aaron apart, that the anointing oil flowed down from the man of God. And that that anointing will flow down and it flowed onto his garments and it flowed on. And so please understand what the priest would do, the high priest, they would pass the garments down from one generation to the next generation so that the anointing would stay. Are y'all with me? They would pass the garments down. Please understand this. So unity flowed by the power of the anointing. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Listen, so listen, when you are unified, I told you this last week, when you are unified with your pastor, with your leader, That unity and that anointing will then flow into your family. It'll flow into your finances. It'll flow into your relationships. It'll flow into everything. So if you're not experiencing those things in your life, you need to check this alignment. Are you with me? Listen, we don't come to church for any other reason except to connect to the anointing of God. Of course, we build relationships and we do those kinds of things. But the primary purpose is so that we can come to what they called in the Old Testament, the tabernacle of meeting, and we can come and meet with God. And as we come to meet with him, that anointing flows down. But it only flows to those that are in what? Unity. Somebody say unity. Listen, let me teach you about me. I'm almost done. My anointing is the apostolic anointing. Watch this. It brings correction. It brings order. And it is fatherly. Are y'all with me? Now, 
Watch this. And I told you this earlier. If you come from a church environment where the man of God may not be gifted in that particular ministry gifting, you may have never been used to receiving the word of God in that fashion. Are you with me? So you may feel, and I talked about this, you may feel judged. You may feel like, well, you know, well, what's going on? Here's the deal. It is to help us to get better. If I want to, now, if this plant was real <laughs> and I wanted it to get better, I would cut off the dead stuff. I would prune it. And as I pruned it, it would do what? Grow. Anybody want to be better next year than where you are right here? Then you need to connect to an apostolic anointing to do that. Understand this. Understand this. What the apostles did was they laid a foundation in the faith. They were foundation builders. Christ was the chief cornerstone, and right next to him was the apostle building in the foundation of the faith. Watch it. It was not about building great buildings and all those kinds of things and all that. It was about building a foundation in people. Watch this. It was about giving people the tools necessary to walk in what God has called them and ordained for them to walk in. Somebody say amen. Listen to this. Never feel like I am singling you out. I hear from God. Watch this. And if it's in your Kool-Aid, that's a good thing. Ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, what's your, what's your favorite flavor? Uh, now answer. Somebody going to say red, purple. Red is not a flavor, baby. Red is not a flavor. Red is a color. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I never preach, and I need you to know this about me. I never preach on specific events or specific situations in mind. I do so because when I'm preparing to minister, here's what I do. I say, Lord, I open up my ear. Now speak what you want your people to hear. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? I say, Lord, I open up my ear and speak what the church needs to hear. Listen to this. Many of us, many of us didn't grow up having a great relationship or the ideal relationship with a father. Watch this. Many of us, and, and, and I'm not, if you did, then thank the Lord for it. But most of the issues most of us have are daddy issues. The issues with our father. Or their issues with the lack thereof. Their issues with an absentee father. In fact, 90% of what young ladies deal with have to do with what a man says to them. Young ladies, I know I'm right about it. That's why when, when Pookie and them walk up with their pants all down to here and talk about you fine and you do... Yeah, girl, he the one. Yeah, I know he the one. Mm-hmm, girl, he said I was fine. Ain't no man ever told me that. I said, 90% are daddy issues. Somebody say daddy issues. And many people are not used to a man bringing order in your life. Watch this. Maybe you grew up, and listen, there's all kinds of things that we grew up, but if you were not used to a man of God bringing order into your life, please understand, please understand, you will find yourself being hurt because you're not familiar with it. Are you with me? When you're not used to a man of God saying, man up, it's going to be all right, you may be hurt. When I, you, we're not used to a man of God saying, listen, what you crying for? It's going to be all right, baby. You may find yourself hurt, but you got to understand that's not the intention. That's not the purpose. Somebody say amen. I'm almost done. The man of God declares the word of the Lord for us. You need to write this down. The man of God declares the word of the Lord for your life. Amos 3, 7. The Bible says this, that the Lord does nothing in the earth except he reveal it first to his servants, the prophets. Watch this. The word of the Lord that I speak, you get, cannot take it as just another three-point sermon. In fact, I don't even like using the word Sermon. It is a prophetic declaration for where you are in your life. And you might say, well, Bishop, 
you know, uh, what you preach about this morning, it didn't really have nothing to do with what I'm dealing with. Please understand, it has everything to do with what you're dealing with. Because if you're not in it now, you're going to face it down the road. And then you'll be able to say, wait a minute, yep, I got that CD on back to the back. I got that right there. Are y'all with me? Understand this. Never take the word of God lightly because the word of God brings life. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? The word of God brings life. I'm going to read this very quickly to you. Second Chronicles, verse 20. So they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. The word of God brings life. Listen, 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 listen. Even if you come to church, you need to be buying a CD. So that you can repeat it, so that your faith can grow. Are y'all with me? Understand this. Do you know that you become what you listen to? If you listen to blues all day long, you're going to find yourself depressed. She's leaving me. You know, you're just going to find yourself depressed. If you listen to rap all day long, you're going to find yourself going to bust a cap in somebody. Y'all ain't talking to me. I'll shoot you. You're going to get angry. You're going to get violent. I'm not saying you're wrong if you listen to it, but watch yourself. Don't listen to it for a week and find how much more peaceful you are. Are y'all with me today? <laughs> Listen, you should be reading the daily devotional. I'm giving you practical things. You should be reading the daily devotional so that you're on the same page with your church family. If we're all together in the same place moving in one direction, there's unity. Somebody say unity. You should take notes during services to help you retain what you're learning. Amen. Remember in school, they used to make you take notes. Y'all ain't talking to me. And if the teacher looked over and she didn't see you writing, you started writing something. The moon is far away. <laughs> the sky is blue-ish. <laughs> you started writing something. Watch this. Never think that the word, listen, is for everybody else but you. Are you with me? Always start with self-reflection. You know, the hardest thing is when you actually start to believe what you're preaching. Because when you start to believe it, it makes you change. Because it makes you realize, I'm declaring these things and these are things I got to fix too. Are you with me? Listen, if you come from a church where the leader is only a preacher or a pastor or a teacher only, and not the apostolic anointing, there will be something lacking spiritually. Because there's been no foundation left and built. Next thing, I'm going to read this real quick. Hebrews 10.25, write that down. Hebrews 10.25 says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Church is not a social clique nor a good place for networking. Don't think, let me go join that church because they got a lot of folks I can get involved in my MLM. Or they got a lot of folks I can do this with. Or I got a lot of folks that, you know, I remember, anybody ever, I remember going to groups and going to, going to different things. And it was like a business club. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You go and everybody got your card. Everybody got a business card. What you selling? <laughs> Doing praise and worship. People passing out cards. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> and here's the deal. If you got a business, certainly bring it to the church. I love finding about business. I know the different people involved in different businesses. And please understand, I will pray for you and help you. And it's okay, but don't make that your primary reason for being a part of something. Amen. I'm almost done. Listen, when we assemble ourselves together, God is meeting us to give us what we need for the upcoming week. Watch this. If, if, if we really understood what God was doing during worship, y'all, 
when the praise and worship would be going on, we wouldn't be spectating, we'd be participating. Are y'all with me? The children of Israel, y'all, did not get to choose when they came to the tabernacle of meeting. God would say, listen, come out and meet me. I'm out here. And then they'd have to come and meet him. Are y'all with me today? Listen. With the technological advances, I'm almost done. I told you it's very practical. With the technological advances, uh, soon you will never ever have to miss a church service because we, are, we just got the equipment in this week. We're just waiting on a couple more things to come in to where the services are. And I've been talking about this for a long time. Where the services will be live streaming across the Internet. So if you're in Japan for a weekend, you can still get online and look at the church service. Somebody say amen. Listen, the only good reason, let me say this, listen, let me say this. The only good reason is to miss church is because you're out of town or you're laid up and you can't get here in the hospital somewhere. Please understand. Because the services that we miss will be the services that the word was custom made just for us. Are y'all with me today? We can't pick and choose when we're going to come to church. But girl, I just don't feel like it today. Please understand, you will be lacking spiritually. Because even if the word isn't direct towards you, please understand, somebody will have something for you today. Somebody say amen. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Especially when you got hell going on in your life. That is the perfect time to go to church. When things are crazy, you ought to run in here and be the first one in the place. Why? Because understand the Lord wants to give you something. We can pray for you so you can get the victory in your life. Don't not come to church because you got hell going on. That's the perfect time to be in the church. I've said this several times. We don't get our stuff together to come to church. We come to church so we get our stuff together. Are y'all with me today? Listen, 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 listen. Very quick, I got to finish this. Can I have two more minutes? Y'all give me two more minutes? Last thing, the man of God should not be treated commonly because he is a messenger from God. Now, I'm not going to go there, but you can write this down. Romans 13, Romans 13, Romans 13, 6 through 7. Give me some practical stuff. Listen. Romans 13, verse 6 through 7. The Bible says, listen, pay honor and give honor to whom honors do, give customs to whom customs is due. He says, respect and honor the ministers of God, the men of God, because he says, listen, they have the power. They come with a sword and can bring correction. I'm paraphrasing what Romans says. Here's, here's, what, here's what I need you to understand. While I love you and I love being around you and I love getting to know you and more about your family, don't ever treat the man of God or men of God commonly. You know, here, here's how you treat somebody commonly. You ever had somebody tell you something, it'd be really good, but because of who they were, you didn't listen? You, you had a family member, she, she said some show enough good to you, but because of who she was, you didn't listen? Girl, that's just ain't BB them. She don't even know what she's talking about. Girl, she's still on that medicine. Yeah, she's still on that medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you treated what she was saying commonly. Are y'all with me? Understand this. Understand this. Never treat the men of God commonly. Please understand, if the president came in the room, you sure enough wouldn't call him George. Y'all ain't talking to me. Despite gas prices. <laughs> Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Because you understand that he holds and he represents an office, he represents an institution. Please understand, people of God, and here's what's going on a lot of times in the body of Christ. I am not better than you. You ought to clap right through there. I don't think I'm better than you. Bishop think he all that. No, baby, I know we all all that. Show you right. 
We all all that. Look at your neighbor and say, girl, you all that. A dude, a man, you all that or whatever. Don't call, don't call a man girl, y'all. Don't call a man girl. <laughs> then I'm going to have to have a separate altar call. Hey, man, don't be doing that. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not better than you, but I am called to lead you. And you can't effectively lead someone that thinks that they are common with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? So when I'm greeting you, stand up and shake my hand. Are y'all with me? Men of God, shake my hand. Come and say hello. Women of God, stand up and shake the man of God's hand. Sitting down, laying down all around you. What's up, Bishop? I ain't your cousin, Pookie. What's up, player? I ain't no player. I don't want to be a player no more. I found someone to live my life for. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I was never a player for those of y'all that trying to go. <laughs> I'll deny it all day. <laughs> listen, listen. We can be playful. We can be friendly. We can be loving. But you have to understand that you can only receive from what you respect. Are y'all with me? Never address the man of God by his first name or allow others to do it. And I know in this city of Denver, that's the whole that's the new trend now. Just we're all people of God, and so there's no respect, there's no order. Jesus' disciples, and even those that didn't like him, had to call him rabbi. And he wasn't just rabbi on Sunday. He was rabbi Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday, every day of the week. I just took some of y'all back right here. Some of y'all know y'all was. Amen. Somebody say amen. Listen, never speak against the man of God or let others talk about the man of God or your church or your brothers or sisters in Christ. If you allow it, you're just as guilty of it. Are y'all with me? If they got something negative, say, listen, listen, you're going to have to hush. You can't talk like that around me. And if you're so spiritual, go pray. You don't hear what I'm saying? If you're so spiritual, go pray. If you got so much prophetic depth, you need to go pray. Bible says in Titus, I'm going to read it to you. Bible says in Titus, he says, rebuke them sharply. In other words, he says, let them know that what they are doing is wrong. You know why? It ain't just about building a man up. It's about you understanding that when you speak against the man of God or the church or your brothers and sisters in Christ, you bring a curse on your household. Bishop, what are you talking about? Read the book of Numbers. Read the book of Numbers. And you understand what I'm saying? Are y'all with me? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. When you find an issue or a fault in your church or with your leaders, pray. Pray. Look at somebody and say, pray. Pray every day for your leaders. Discernment and wisdom and favor and love. You got to pray for those things. Are y'all with me? The Bible says it is good and well pleasing to God to pray for those that have authority over you. Last section, your destiny is tied to the man of God. Your destiny is tied to the man of God. First Timothy 1 and 6, I'll just read it to you. We know the verse that comes right out of that. Paul says this, and he says to Timothy, he said, listen, I remind you to stir up the gifts that were given to you upon the laying on of my hands. Paul was saying to Timothy, the gifts you got were activated because I laid hands on you. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me today? So Timothy's destiny was tied to Paul's relationship with him. Are y'all with me? That's why you can't just hop from place to place. You got to go where God has assigned you. Because where God has assigned you is the place of provision. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. That's why when some of y'all came in this door, you said, he, that's the man, this is the church. Because this is where God has assigned you. And when he has assigned you here, this is where your blessing is. You can run over to ABC and DAT and OPP and OCP. You can run over everywhere, but you will not get what you need because that's not where you've been assigned. 
Are y'all with me today? Y'all ain't talking to me. I know it's been a little long, but y'all got to stay with me. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. If the man of God is blessed and well taken care of, then so are you. Then so are you. Why would you want to follow somebody who ain't got nothing? So they can show you how to have nothing? Why, why would you want to do that? That's, that ain't rhetorical. You can answer. Y'all know we off the box. You can answer. Why would you want to follow that? Here's the deal. And I need, I need to say this. I need to say this. How can people show you something they don't know anything about? And I ain't talking just about material things. Because, you know, what's happened in this day and age is it's all become about material. It ain't all about material things. Because you can have a bunch of money and a nice house and a fat car and, and hate your family. And so what good is all that stuff? Are y'all with me today? So understand this, it's not just about, it's not just about material things, it is about spiritual things as well. Levites, and I'm, I'm, I'm skipping over some things for the sake of time. Numbers 18, 23 through 32, it talks about the Levites who were the high priest and how the tithe was delineated for the high priest. Now I need to teach you something here. Understand that the men of God and you are supposed to be blessed. If your man of God is driving a nice car, you ought to rejoice because baby that means you can drive one too. Are you with me? Are you with me? Listen, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm going to skip over this. The offerings and the first fruits and all of the tithes and all the offerings would come into and they would come to the Levites. The Levites were the priests. They were the temple workers. They were the singers. They did the work of ministry. The tithes and all the offerings would come to them. And from that, they would lift up what was called a heave offering. A heave offering means to lift above. They would lift that offering up and then they would give that offering to the man of God. They would offer that to him. Here's what I, here's all I'm trying to say. Here's, here's all I, what I'm trying to understand this is this. Is that understand that it is important that you are connected to the man of God. It is important that you understand the importance. I remember serving in ministries and every time I got the opportunity to put something in the hand of the man of God I was serving, I'd put something in his hand. Now the truth of the matter is, would he remember even who gave it to him or would he know how much I gave him? No. But the point was, is I sold into where my destiny was connected to. And when I was faithful over another man's, the Lord gave me far greater than that. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Are y'all with me? Stand your feet. Stand your feet. I know it was very, very practical. Very, very practical today. But how many people learned something today? Wave at me if you learned something today. How many people grew today? Listen, I'm building line upon line, precept upon precept. Now, next week and over these next few weeks, I'm going to be continuing to go about some things uh, and building the and back to the basics and how we build and how we do those kinds of things. And I need you to commit to doing some things. I need you to commit to understanding where God is taking us. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 